everyone and welcome in to a special episode of the Irish NFL show with me, Colm Cronin. And today, delighted to be joined by someone who will be familiar to many of you if you have read our articles on the Irish NFL show website. This is the man behind many of it. He is a Cardinals fan and he can be found on Twitter at Jason Hayes NFL. Jason, welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thanks for having me, Colm. Uh, excited to talk about a, a big step in the Cardinals' future. Yeah, I mean, we may as well just d- dive into it. This is all about the Cardinals' new head coach. And I, I suppose, look, the Cardinals know more than my own Broncos coming off the back of a, a difficult season. But your, your, I suppose, thoughts on the appointment of Jonathan Gannon as head coach? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just relieved that a change has been made. This past season has been the worst and there's been a lot of bad seasons as a Cardinals fan. But in terms of expectations and end product, it has just been a brutal season. It's just been leak after leak of scandals, uh, bad product on the pitch as well, obviously. Uh, So a change was obviously needed and I did kind of fear that uh, with Bidwell having given Kingsbury and Kyme those extensions last off season, which were baffling at the time, but even more baffling in hindsight. And uh, I was kind of afraid that he would be minding his wallet more than minding the, the future of the team and maybe not make that change. But, but fair play to him, he has. He signed Monty Austin Fort as a new GM, and uh, of course Jonathan Gannon as the new head coach now moving forward. So yeah, just in general, I'm happy the change has been made. Uh, as for the change itself in the form of Jonathan Gannon, um, you know, I'm not particularly over the moon with joy. I'm not uh, doom and gloom. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, it's kind of this hot take world we live in now where everyone's kind of to the extreme on either side of it. But uh, I'll give a very political answer and just say only time will tell as to what he can bring on the pitch. But for now, I'm just... I'm glad change has been made uh, in the first place because it, I was afraid for a while there uh, that the likes of Kingsbury or Kime or even Vance Joseph would have been promoted to head coach. I, I think a complete organisation of overhaul was required and uh, these guys should should help to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can understand a lot of what you're saying. I, I feel the Broncos are in the same boat. I, I feel that, you know, um, that sort of hesitancy or trepidation because you know you you've heard many of the the things before when a new head coach comes in about change and um i I suppose just in in terms of you know where you think things went wrong under the the previous um you know regime because when kingsbury came in um despite the fact that you know i I didn't think his college record was stellar but there was an awful lot of, of kind of hype and optimism when Kingsbury comes in, Kyler gets drafted, and expectations kind of across the league were were high. I mean, where were were you totally on board at that decision? And I would be understandable if you were, given the the buzz and and the fact that Kyler came in. And where did the train begin uh, to derail? Well, what's interesting about changes being made league-wide and not just with Cardinals is how the owners always have a tendency to go in the complete opposite direction to what they did previously 
So obviously Kingsbury was hired off the back of Steve Wilkes, who was um, defensive coach. You know, players loved him and uh, high on accountability. Sometimes a bit too much, kind of calling out players in press conferences and stuff. Uh, but obviously that didn't work out. Um, and then what did Bidwell do? Go in the complete opposite direction. He he went for a coach who was unproven, as you say, from a leadership standpoint and being a head coach. But he went for Cliff because of his scheme and because of his offensive kind of innovation. Um, so, and that looked like it might work for a while there in, in 2021, but then things took a rapid turn south. Uh, so now with Jonathan Gannon, again, it is the complete opposite of what Kingsbury did. Gannon is more of a, a coach who will hold player, players accountable. He'll command the room. Uh, players love playing for him and, you know, he's a high energy guy, whereas Cliff was more reserved um, and more about his scheme. He was off. He was off, often hands off with the players and uh, treated them like men. You know, there was one scene in, in Hard Knocks where he, towards the late end of the season, when you could see the, the bad results were wearing on him, he addressed the players and said, look, I'm going to continue treating you like men. If that's on me, it's on me. But I'm not going to kind of, you know, hold your hands the whole way. You know, you, you know you need to improve and they should do it themselves. But at the end of the day, things just never improved. The same mistakes kept happening every week. Uh, and I think that's why Gannon has come in because he's going to hold the players accountable. He's not going to let them uh, continue to make the same mistakes. And hopefully that's uh, going, to, going to turn things around in the future. So I think it's less about Gannon's scheme and more about what he is as a leader and how he's going to uh, lead the players forward and that's ultimately what I think uh, brought the team down under Cliff Kingsbury and, and I suppose I'm interested in in your perspective as a Cards fan on um, the stuff around Kyler Murray because it feels like uh, the 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 team kind of haven't done Kyler any favours as much as maybe Kyler himself hasn't done himself but like why didn't that piece of information leaked last year around the the study clause I, I i remain baffled as to why that why that came out like who nobody nobody benefited from from that i mean as a cards fan what was it like to to see that come out and then the way in which you know it has continued to play out over the course of the season with various le um, leagues and um, various talking heads and I mean as I said like look there's if there's a player in the league who you know maybe has a, a more hot takes uh, about them you'd struggle to find one more than Tyler Murray because he really seems to divide opinions yeah it just sums up the organization you know th th there's definite issues that are more deep-rooted than just the coaching staff uh, and I think that's I think Bidwell has admitted that mistake as an organization and is looking to make changes across the board. Um, Kyler's camp too, his, his agent probably didn't help him by signing the contract with those details either, because in the world we live in, all these finer details are always going to come out in the long run, and it's, it was always going to reflect badly on him. Um, in terms of that Kyler Murray criticism itself, I think a lot of it is warranted. It's taken much too far by media outlets. There's definite issues there that he has to work on. But as you said, there's few players that there's more hot takes about than Kyler Murray. It, it generates a lot of clicks, a lot of engagement when these stories do come out. We're seeing the same stories rehashed multiple times. 
during Super Bowl week there, there was a story about how we didn't attend OTAs last spring. We knew that. But it's being broke like it's new news because it is easy engagement and people like to kind of talk about it. I think Kyler Murray has issues. There's too much smoke to ignore. There's clearly something going on there. Um, but we just need to give him a chance to, to grow and actually improve as opposed to this constant berating of him because he's a phenomenal talent. He's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen as a Cardinals fan, which probably doesn't say much, to be fair. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I do hope it works out. I do think he has acknowledged some of these issues. People have said this past season how he's made a greater effort to connect with teammates and be that leader. Of course, much more things went wrong this season and he hasn't had a chance to continue growing in that regard. Uh, hopefully Jonathan Gannon is the man who can get him there. I, got, I get the feeling that there was, you know, saying familiarity breeds contempt. It, it never really seemed like Conor Murray respected Kingsbury or truly wanted to to play for him and win for him. Um, and hopefully Gannon is the guy who can get that out of him and, and get him taken that next level. A video came out yesterday, the Cardinals uh, social media team put it out of, of Gannon meeting Conor Murray. And uh, Gannon walks towards him, you know, clapping his hands, high energy guy that Gannon is. And, and I think Kyler Murray needs an injection of that that energy and attitude. And and uh, hopefully Gannon is the guy who can get that get that out of him. Yeah, and, and I mean, the it, it will be kind of fascinating to, to see, you know, the way in which Gannon begins to construct his staff. And I know that you had tweeted um, saying, obviously, you now have the two coordinators who have moved on from the Eagles and are they going to look to, to cherry pick guys to, to come in with them or, or how they will be, begin to, to construct um, those. And I would like, Gannon's been around the, the league for a little while. He's going to have guys that he knows in various different um, kind of organizations. I, I'm interested, I suppose, in terms of what you think success or what would you hope for next year in terms of um, come kind of mid-January ne- next year, where would you like to see the Cardinals at? Um, I think it's going to look like a much different team in terms of how they play and the players that are playing. There's a massive amount of free agents um, coming up this off-season for the Cardinals. So the team's going to look completely different, first of all. Um, I think it's less about the short-term success. I, I think it has to be a long-term invest investment as to what's going on here. Going back to Monty Offsenfort, the new the new GM for the Cardinals, he had a press conference last month and he identified three areas, or at least he spoke in depth about three areas that I've kind of identified as his three main areas of focus uh, going forward. One of them is the organizational alignment, which is very much uh, an indictment on how Michael Bidwell had things running. You know, the coaches, front office, owner, players, they all need to be on the same board working towards the same goals. Um, another thing he mentioned was having more accountability, which as I said was probably an indictment of Cliff Kingsbury so that's why Jonathan Gannon has now come in. Uh, but the final thing Austin Fort said was he wants long-term organisational stability and success. So under Steve Kime for the last few years, it's been very much, and he was open about this, it was very much all in every year. And the roster often reflected that with some older players signing free agent deals, uh, aggressive moves in the trade market, uh, less success in the draft. 
So I think we're going to see a much different approach overall from the team. It's going to be, uh, the team is going to be built with a view of long-term success rather than trying to get into win-now mode straight away next year. So if that means a bit of a down year next year, I'm on board for it. Uh, I, I want to be a team that can be in the playoffs year in, year out and competing every year. With a guy with a talent like Kyler Murray on the team, I don't see why that can't happen. Um, so I think we need to look beyond next year, remain patient. Teams are uh, going to go through a massive overhaul, so we can't expect immediate success. As long as there's improvement in the way they're playing and if we have a group of players playing as a team rather than a collection of individuals, that was a bit of a, a Monty Austin fourth quote as well from his press conference. Uh, then I then I would take that as a, as a as a successful season, um, and of course looking to build on that in in the years that follow. And I suppose in terms of the areas that that need to be addressed, what are the areas in particular that you would like to to see the Cardinals make moves in in free agency and in the draft? It doesn't necessarily have to be particular players. So obviously, if there are some, will come to mind. But like it, just in terms of even positional groups. Uh, well, yeah, in the trenches on both sides of the ball, I think it's so important. And the Super Bowl summed that up. It's particularly from the offensive line side. There wasn't a single sack in the Super Bowl we just watched. And strong offensive line play will definitely be the first step to, to helping Conor Murray and the offense excel. Um, we've had some, you know, big names come onto the team and not have as much of an impact as you would have hoped. Uh, you know, names such as Robbie Anderson halfway through last season. We had a great look in receiver room, but none of that matters if uh, we don't have an offensive line that can move the defensive line and give give Kyler Murray time in the pocket and, uh, you know, build a strong run game as well, which of course is another important thing for a successful team. On the other side of the ball, exact same thing. Uh, Jonathan Gannon led a team that almost broke the record in NFL sacks last year. Hoping he can bring a bit of that energy to the Cardinals and there'll have to be a few moves to, to help that, of course, with J.J. Watt leaving and that unit was never a particular strong suit for the team to begin with. Uh, so Will Anderson from the draft is one name that should definitely help that if he if he falls to us. Um, but yeah, in terms of a goal of moving forward, I think that's probably what Austin Fort will look towards building with his Tennessee Titans background. Uh and I think that will ultimately be the key to turning the team around because we've kind of been working backwards the last few years in terms of trying to sign these high-profile wide receivers or James Conner to long-term extensions when it really does all start up front on both sides of the ball. Um, and I think that's the way we have to look at it going forward. And hopefully Monty Offenfork does do that. It seems like he will. Yeah, and, and I think, again, yeah, I mean, trench play, you're dead right, like in terms of the Super Bowl. The other thing, once again, the Super Bowl um, helped to highlight is in terms of it's the, you don't pay running backs big money, neither of the two teams. I mean, you go back through, and especially the teams that, that tend to win it. I think Leonard Fournette is the guy who, uh, and was on about two million at the time, but it's your line that's going to open up um, holes for, for the guys in your your D-line that's going to ultimately get the, the pressure on. I suppose, Jason, um, in terms of, you know, you, you mentioned the kind of high profile players and getting older, would you be willing to move on from, from D-Hop? And um, if so, what, what would you like to see the cards get in return? Or should they hang on to him as a key component and a building block? And um, 
Good question. Yeah, I think I don't think D D Hop has declined as a player at all. He's still just as elite as he was the last few years. There's a perception probably around the league and from you know fans of other teams that he isn't the player he once was, which you can understand because you haven't seen him week in week out. Uh, Cardinals aren't a team that exactly get a lot of attention. Uh, but this past season, he's still he hasn't lost a step. Like he's the way he plays, it's not so much. His skill set is very much suited to to last long term. Uh, he's never been a guy that wins based on his speed or anything like that. He's just great technique, great hands, uh, and I can see him being an elite player for at least three or four more years. In terms of doing one of the Cardinals, I would not complain if if we keep him. But I completely understand if we don't expect success in that short term, why we would move on from him. He'll obviously have a big cap this. We might get a, get some nice draft capital in a trade. Um, hopefully a first rounder. That might be my Cardinals tinted glasses on in hoping for that. But, uh, you know, if we can get any ammo to, to build up to the team um, from a youth standpoint in the draft, uh, I wouldn't be angry if, if we do get rid of him. And I like Hopkins as well. So if, if we can get him over to a, to a team that will contend short term, that'd be fun to watch as well. He tweeted out... Uh, one of those eye emojis for a tweet about Patrick Mahomes there the other day. And that is a kind of dream partnership. I'd love to see Mahomes and DeAndre Hopkins. They might send all sorts of records. Yeah, I, I wonder in, in terms of the cost, whether that is something that um, that would be possible. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine uh, Mahomes, Hop, and Andy Reid? That would be uh, quite uh, something. Uh, I, I suppose... Um, you know, just before um, we let you go, one of the, the names that uh, I have seen mentioned um, in terms of a defensive coordinator was Mike Zimmer. Um, is how how would you feel about uh, Zimmer, Zimmer coming in as uh, as DC? I think it would be it can't hurt to to bring a bit of uh, experience onto the staff. Gannon is only forty years old; he's been in the league fifteen years or so. Um, but, you know, I, I don't see it harming things at all. I'm not too familiar now with Mike Zimmer's scheme or, you know, how he led his defence in, in Minnesota. But uh, what stands out to me overall is the amount of connections Jonathan Gannon seems to have around the league and how highly he seems to be thought of around the league. There's been countless reporters the last couple of couple of days uh, talking about how, how people love him, whether it's the Eagles general manager or... Uh, you know, people he's worked with in Indianapolis. Uh, I think he's in St. Louis, Atlanta. He's made a lot of strong connections throughout his short time in the NFL. Uh, and that should help him build a pretty strong staff. Um, in terms of Mike Zimmer himself, I wouldn't say no to it. You know, if, you get, if you're getting a previous head coach experience who's, who's been around and seen a lot of things then, uh, I, I do think it can help a transition for a young coach like that to uh, to lead the way forward. Yeah, it will certainly be uh, something to to keep uh, an eye on. Um, um, you know, see how the the cars approach in terms of building that staff, and obviously what happens in free agency and and the draft. And I'm sure we'll have you back on to chat further in relation to that. But Jason, um, in terms of your your stuff, and if people want to to find out uh, more and read more of your stuff or um, you know where can they go about finding you 
Yeah, it's, it's all on Twitter, really. I have my personal page, at Jason Hayes NFL. Uh, so, yeah, give that a follow if you want to see largely Cardinals' opinions, but some wider league takes as well. And, of course, writing for you guys with the Irish NFL show. Um, for any Cardinals fans out there, I have a page also called at No Context Cards, if you've heard of that. Uh, give it a follow. Less serious, less insight and analysis, more just tweeting pictures of city moments. So we all need a bit of that on our timelines as well. Uh, but yeah, that's um, a- absolutely. Yeah, no, the uh, the memes are are very good, and just want to thank you, Jason, for taking the time to to join me today. Um, we'll make sure to link to those handles in the show notes. But uh, enjoy the the off season, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks, Malcolm. Talk to you soon.